Good evening, everyone. This is Brother Brennan coming to you live from Fayetteville, Arkansas with another Fishers of Men video broadcast and wanna, and it is good to be here this evening. And um, <clears throat> it has been a while since I did one of these. And uh, that is because I took a week off and, um, and so took about a little over a week off actually. So it is good to be back um, tonight. And so the last time, um, I'm actually going to be redoing this because the last time I did uh, first, so tonight we're going to be doing First Peter chapter 2, and I'm actually going to be redoing it because the last time I did it, um, my, my iPad decided to cut me off. And it's weird because it's just, <clears throat> but the devil don't like it, so, you know, so it's kind of, it's just really odd, um, but hopefully tonight we'll get through it, um, I do have a lot of stuff to get through, a lot of scriptures to go through and stuff, so just bear with me, okay, um, let's see here, um, I'm, I'm saying um a lot, so I apologize for that, announcements, uh, we, I've recently started doing these Friday night fellowships, and uh, last week we did it on Thursday, but starting this week, it's going to be Fridays at 7 o'clock p.m., okay? And so from, from, from basically from here on out, we're going to be doing, um, we're going to be doing uh, Friday night fellowships at 7 o'clock p.m. Central Time, okay? It seems that people are really... They like that. They like the they like the fellowship, and so that's what we're going to be doing. I will be posting those <coughs> Friday night fellowships on YouTube, as well as the messages that we do. So we are doing that. Um, other than that. <coughs> It's just going to get back to, hopefully we'll get back here to a more of a normal schedule. Um, Tuesday's Bible study, okay? And uh, Sundays, I don't know what I'm going to be talking about yet. I might talk about salvation. Um, and so, I might deal with uh, the question, can you, can you lose your salvation? <coughs> and, um... So I'm going to be kind of getting into that a little. So if the Lord wills, we'll be getting into that unless he's got something else for me to get into. Um, other than that, I think that's about it. Um, if you can pray for me, please keep me in prayer. I've been going through a lot lately. Um, just really had a lot on my mind. Today was a little bit better day, but I've just had a lot on my mind. So do pray for me. Do pray for my ministry. Um... <clears throat> there seems to be a lot going on in today's world. It's very stressful um, and really throws a lot of anxiety. And, um, you know, it's it's tough. And it's interesting uh, with the times that we're living in, and it's interesting that I'm going through First Peter uh, right now um, because if 
if you remember kind of like the, the last video we did, the, the introduction of it, um, we talked about how Peter, uh, Peter was writing, uh, first Peter, uh, was, um, first Peter was written, um, pretty much written to, um, I, th I believe it was the Jews, um, and actually, I don't know, it just says strangers, so, <coughs> but he was writing to believers, um, probably, it was probably, uh, possibly during a time of Nero, um, and I could be wrong on that, but, um, anyway, so, the first Peter is to help comfort you, um, it deals a lot with how, how do you, uh, go, how do you suffer, you know, how do you, what do you, how do you, uh, what do you, how do you, uh, deal with, uh, persecution and, and being persecuted for doing the right things. And so, and, and it talks, really deals with a lot of trials and tribulations. So it's, <coughs> you know, the Lord, uh, he knows, uh, he knows uh, it's it's really funny because I never really thought that we would be in, a, in, a, in an area that we are in now. Uh, so it's pretty amazing just like the Holy Ghost where he's kind of leading me to. And so, uh, yeah, so that's uh, so you be in prayer for the video and be in prayer for me, okay? Uh, we need to be in prayer for our, our leaders. <clears throat> we need to be in prayer for our leaders Praying, ask, praying and asking God to get a hold of these people's lives. Um, so pray for our nation. Pray for our, pr pray for your states. Um, do pray for Arkansas as well. And uh, so just just to keep that in mind, okay? Um, please do forgive me. It's been a while since I did one of these, so I kind of feel a little out of it. So just bear with me. <coughs> And, um, so yeah, so just bear with me and pray for me as, as I go through, uh, chapter two this evening. All right. So, um, with that said, I think that's going to be it. So <clears throat> let's go ahead. Let's dive into tonight's lesson. And if you have your Bibles, turn with me to first Peter chapter two. And uh, we will begin. And uh, we're going to kind of start off with the first three verses. <coughs> and go from there. Alright, 1 Peter chapter 2. It says, Wherefore, laying aside all malice, and all guile, and hypocrisies, and envies, and all evil speakings, as newborn babes... Desire the sincere milk of the word, that ye may grow thereby. If so, be ye have tasted that the Lord is gracious. Now, <coughs> excuse me. Okay, so I just want to just, 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 just share something with you, alright? So, we've really been emphasizing and talking about living a separated and holy life. And especially now, we ought to be 
as the days start to grow dark, we ought to shine as lights in this world. Amen. Now, um, a couple weeks ago, <clears throat> I did a um, I did a message. Um, I preached a message um, called uh, "Let Your Light Let Your Light So Shine." Okay. And so what I'm going to do is, once I get this published and on YouTube, I'm going to put the, the, the URL link to that video in the description so you guys can take a look at that particular sermon. Okay? <coughs> Excuse me. All right. So we've been talking about living a holy and a holy and uh, separated lives <clears throat> the importance of living separate and holy lives unto God's service and Peter here is saying that uh, so in addition to all that Peter is to all that we've been talking about Peter is telling you that we are to lay aside malice guile hypocrisies envyings and all evil speakings Okay, so what he's telling you is he's he's wanting you to lay aside sin. Okay, now what what now what is what is like what what is being separate from sin? Well, it's called holiness. Okay, God says, "Be holy as I am holy." Okay, that's what he says. Now, what is holiness? Holiness is to be separated. Away from sin onto God for his service. And Peter is kind of talking a little bit about as being sanctified, being set apart, being holy, and by laying aside sin. Why? Because malice, guile, hypocrisies, envies, and envies and, and evil speakings. Those are sins. Okay? And Peter says you're to lay aside those sins. All right, now, unfortunately, my mouse, not not the animal, just my computer mouse, is dead. So I have to sort of do this here uh, by scrolling on my, on my um, I need to, because I have notes on my computer, so I need to scroll with, uh, with the mouse on my laptop here. Now, in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 22 through 25, <clears throat> it says that ye put off concerning the former conversations the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lusts, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that ye put on the new man, which after, it, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Wherefore, putting away, lying, speak every man truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. Okay? So, Paul is telling you that we need to be putting on the new man. Okay? So, when you become born again, you become a new creature. If anyone be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away, new things are become new. Amen. <coughs> so, 
the Bible also says is that he that is born of God does not sin. Now, what, that, what does that mean? What that means is when you become born again, there is a new man that is birthed within you, okay? And it's that new man that does not sin. Why? Because that new man is born of God. Okay? And it's that new man that we ought to put on. <coughs> Amen? We are to put on the new man and we are to lay aside sin. Now, in Ephesians chapter 4 verse 31, it says, Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. So again, it's another double witness. Paul is telling us that we're to lay, we're supposed to let all these sins like bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, evil speaking, and, mal and, and malice to be put away from us. <coughs> so again, we see, we see the need to be holy, but we also see the need to be living a separated life. Now, in James chapter 1, verse 21, it says, Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness, and receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your souls. Okay? Matthew chapter 18, verse 3, And said, Verily I say unto you, Except ye be converted and become as little children, ye shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. And Matthew 19, uh, 19 14, but Jesus said, Suffer little children, and forbid them not to come unto me, for of such is the kingdom of heaven. Um, Alright. In 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 1-2, through 2, it says, And I, brethren, cannot speak unto you as, as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, even as unto babes in Christ. I have fed you with the milk and not with meat, for hitherto you were not able to bear it, neither yet now are ye able. Okay, so as newborn babes, so Peter is saying not just to lay aside, Peter's not just telling you that you need to lay aside your sins. But he's also telling you that as newborn babes, you you need to desire that milk, the milk of the word, okay, that you may grow thereby. <coughs> now, what is the milk? Well, milk is really like the simple stuff, like salvation and grace and stuff that's that's like... The found like the foundational like doctrines that you learn, okay. But where the meat comes in, the meat is where you dive into the Word of God. You you, you dive into it. You doubt. You dive into it. You 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 study it deeply. The Holy Ghost begins to show you things that are deep. The deep things of God, the things, you know, the things that are deep, it's the deep things of God that has that meat to it. It's having the understanding 
to take a look at scripture and to and and to dive into it and and pick things that you never thought of before, things that you have to research it out, you know. So the milk is more of like the easier kind of like this this the simple stuff that you understand as kind of the foundation, and the meat is the stuff that you just get when you dive into it and you get you search out for the deep things of the word, and so. As per speaking as a newborn babe in Christ, a new believer, you're to set it. You are to lay aside sin and desire that sincere milk of the Word. Why? <coughs> because when you drink the milk, it will help you to grow. Amen. So, and, and think about it. What do babies drink? I mean, a lot of times they'll drink formula, but what do they primarily get? They drink milk, don't they? You don't give a piece of meat to a baby because they can't chew it. You give milk to a baby. Amen. Ooh, my eyes are watery. So you you don't give meat to a baby. But you do give milk. I'm sorry, did I say that? Hang on a second. I think I said that wrong. You don't give meat to a baby, but you give milk to a baby so they can grow. And once they grow and get their teeth, then they can eat that meat. And they can also have milk as well. Okay? Because when you grow spiritually, you don't just drink milk. You get the meat too. You need to have meat as well. And meat only comes by studying the Word of God, <clears throat> diving into it, spending time with God in the Word, and letting the Holy Ghost show you things in His in the Word, because the Holy Ghost will lead you into truth. Amen. So. <clears throat> We ought to have that milk. Now, in Psalm 34, 8, it says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. If you want to know how the Lord is good, you, you open this book right here. You open up your Bible and you read it. And you'll see the goodness of God. And it's by the milk. <clears throat> Think about it. Your spirit feeds off the word. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. <coughs> now, when you see how good God is, you'll trust him. Because you'll know how good he is. Amen. Now, moving on here to verse 4. Through eight. It says, To whom coming as unto a living stone, disallowed indeed of men, but chosen of God and precious, ye also as lively stones are built up and spiritual house, up a spiritual house and holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. Wherefore also it is contained 
in the scripture, Behold, I lay in Sion a chief cornerstone, elect precious, and he that believeth on him shall not be confounded. Unto you, therefore, which believe, he is precious, but unto them which be disobedient, the stone which the builders disallowed, the same is made the head of the corner. And a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense, even to them which stumble at the word, being disobedient, whereunto also they were appointed. Now, I'm going to drink a water here real quick. So, I want to kind of show you this as a picture, and I could be wrong on this, okay? So don't take what I'm, about, what I'm about to say as truth, but you take what I say and you go to the scriptures, okay? Because, listen, if what I say does not match with the scriptures, then let God be true and let Brandon be a liar, okay? Now, <clears throat> but I want to say this, okay? So in the Old Testament, you have the high priest, okay? And the high priest... Uh, had would wear this breastplate, okay? And on this breastplate, there are 12 stones that are, that are in that breastplate, okay? Now, Peter says that we are onto as lively stones, okay? Lively stones, chosen of God and precious. <clears throat> now, Paul talks about how we are fitly joined together. And so on this breastplate, you have 12 stones, which represent this, which represents the 12 tribes of Israel. Okay. And so the Bible talks also talks about being in Christ. Okay. And so these stones are not on the breastplate, but they're fitly joined in the breastplate. Placed in the place where they ought to be. So what I want to say is this, is that the, the breastplate is a type and picture of us being placed in Christ. Okay? We are, we are what? Lively stones. And we're fitly joined together in the body of Christ. Christ puts us in the place that he pleases to put us. And we are fitly joined in him we're fitly jointed in him and we are lively stones amen i'm not going to repeat myself cuz it just beaten you know continue to beating a dead horse but you 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 see what i'm saying <coughs> that that is a is a picture of us being in christ now it says, to whom coming as unto, okay, so we are, okay, uh, let's see, yeah, we have already, we've already read this. Now, um, Isaiah chapter 42, verse 1, it says, behold my servant whom I uphold, mine elect, and whom my soul delighteth, I have put my spirit upon him, he shall bring forth judgment to the Gentiles, okay, that's Christ. Now, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 11. For other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. 
And uh, going back up to verse 9 of 1 Corinthians 3, it says, For we are laborers together with God. Ye are God's husbandry. Ye are God's building. And Romans chapter 15, verse 16, it says that I should be the minister of Jesus Christ to the Gentiles, ministering the gospel of God, that the offering up of the Gentiles might be acceptable, being sanctified by the Holy Ghost. <clears throat> In Romans chapter 12, verse 1, it says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. So again, we, we see the need for being a separated and peculiar people in Christ. We're to be a living sacrifice. We're to be holy and acceptable unto God, which is our reasonable service. Now, in Luke chapter 20, verse 17, it says, and he beheld them and said, What is this then that is written? The stone which the, re which the builders rejected, the same has become the head of the corner. And I, excuse me, in Isaiah chapter 28, verse 16, it says, Therefore, thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I lay in Zion for a foundation, a stone, a tried stone, a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation. He that believeth shall not make haste. In Psalm 118.22, it says, The stone which the builders refused is become the headstone of the corner. Okay? Matthew chapter 21, verse 42. Jesus saith unto them, Did ye never read in the scripture the stone which the builders rejected, the same has become the head of the corner? This is the Lord's doing, and, and it is marvelous in our eyes. Romans chapter 9, verse 32 through 33. Wherefore, because they sought it not by faith, but as it were by the works of the law, for they stumbled at that stumbling stone, as it is written, Behold, I lay in Zion a stumbling stone, a rock of offense, and whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. on him shall not be ashamed. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 23. But we preach Christ crucified unto the Jews, a stumbling block, and unto the Greeks foolishness. <coughs> in, in Isaiah chapter 8 verse 14, it says, And he shall be a be for a sanctuary, but for a stone of stumbling, and for a rock of offense to both the houses of Israel, for a gin and for a snare to the inhabitants of Jerusalem. Amen. Um, now let's go here to verse 9. Verses 9 and 10. It says, But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should, ye should shew forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. <coughs> Which in time past were not a people, 
but are now the people of God, which had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. Okay? So, when you become born again, okay, it says here that you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and holy nation. Okay? A peculiar people. We are to be a peculiar people. If, if, and I'll tell you something why that's important, okay? A peculiar means different. Now, if you are truly born again, living that separated life helps you to stand out as a peculiar people. Amen. You're to be a peculiar people. <clears throat> We're called to be a peculiar people. Um, why? That we should show forth the praises of him. So we, we're, we're put on this earth to praise and glorify God. We're not here to please ourselves. We're here to praise and give God the glory. Why? Because when you became born again, you went from being in darkness and he called you into his marvelous light. Why? Because God is light. And in God there is no darkness. So God is light. <coughs> Which in time past were not a people, but are now the people of God, which had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. Okay. Um. Exodus chapter 19, verse 5, it says, Now therefore, if you will obey my voice indeed, and keep my covenant, then ye shall be a peculiar treasure unto me above all people, for all the earth is mine. And Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 20, it says, But the Lord, ta the Lord hath taken you and brought you forth out of the iron furnace, even out of Egypt, to be unto him a on him a people of inheritance, as ye are this day. In Deuteronomy chapter 7, verses 6 through 7, it says, For thou art an holy people unto the Lord thy God. The Lord thy God hath chosen thee to be a special people unto himself, above all people that are upon the face of the earth. The Lord did not set his love upon you, nor chose you, because ye were more in number than any people, for ye were the fewest of all people. In Deuteronomy chapter 14, verse 2, it says, For thou art an holy people unto the Lord thy God, and the Lord hath chosen thee to be a peculiar people unto himself, above all the nations that are upon the earth. In Deuteronomy chapter 26, verse 18, it says, And the Lord hath avouched thee this day to be his peculiar people, as he hath promised thee, and that thou shouldst keep all his commandments. 
Um, Hosea chapter 1 verse 10. It says, Yet the number of the children of Israel shall be as the sand of the sea, which cannot be measured nor numbered. And it shall come to pass that in the day where it was said unto them, <coughs> Ye are not my people. There it shall be said unto them, Ye are the sons of the living God. Hosea chapter 2 verse 23. And I will sow her unto me in the earth. And I will have mercy upon her that had not obtained mercy. And I will say to them which were not my people, Thou art my people. And they shall say, Thou art my God. Let me tell you, let me tell you something about that, okay? Before you became born again, you were a lost sinner on your way to a devil's hell. Okay? Which means that when you were lost, you were not God's child. Okay, but when God saved you, you became his child and he you became his child and he became your God. That's about as simple as I'm going to make it. Romans chapter 9 verse 25 through 26. As he has also, as he saith also in OC, I will call them my people which were not my people and her beloved, which was not beloved. And it shall come to pass that in the place where it was said unto them, ye are not my people, there shall they be called the children of the living God. So when you were lost, you weren't God's people, but when God saved you, you became his and he became your God. Now, <clears throat> Let's pick up in verse 11. It says, Dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lusts, which war against the soul, having your conversation honest among the Gentiles, that whereas they speak against you as evildoers, that may be your good works, which they shall behold, glorify God in the day of visitation. Now, in Leviticus chapter 25, verse 23, it says, The land should not be sold forever, for the land is mine, for ye are strangers and sojourners with me. Okay? So, when you become born again, and when God is your God, and when you are God's child, you are then a citizen of heaven, and therefore you are just a sojourner passing by on this earth. This earth is not your home. Heaven is your home. Amen. <clears throat> and when you become God's child, heaven isn't just your home, but you become a co you become a co-heir with Christ. <clears throat> and because you are a child of God, you have an inheritance that is waiting for you on the other side. <clears throat> now, in Psalm chapter 39, verse 12, it says, Hear my prayer, O Lord, and give ear unto my cry. Hold not thy peace at my tears, for I'm a stranger with thee and a sojourner as all my fathers were. 
In Romans chapter 13, verse 13 through 14, it says, Let us walk honestly as in the day, not in rioting and drunkenness, not in chambering and wantonness, not in strife and envying, but put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. <clears throat> you are to put on Jesus Christ. And you're not to make any provision for the flesh. Now, Galatians chapter 5, verse 16 through 17. This I say then, walk in the spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary the one to the other, so that ye cannot do the things that ye would. And Matthew chapter 5, verse 16, it says, Let your light so shine before men, that they may see your good works, and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Isn't that something? So we are to let our light shine. We are to be, we're supposed to put off sin. We're to separate ourselves unto God. We're to be holy, separated from sin unto God. Amen. And we are to let our light shine before men. And I get and again I won't get too much into it, but I did a teaching on that. <coughs> and I will put the teaching in the 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 uh what do you call it? The uh the uh uh I I'm just losing it today. Bear with me. Um, but I'll put that in the... Um, oh, what is it? It's on the top of my brain. But I'll put the URL out, like, in the... Not the comment section, but, you know, basically the intro, the introduction and stuff. <clears throat> so you can click into it and um, you can um, access that particular message. I recommend you guys go listen to it because I think... Uh, that's a very good message, and uh, it will really definitely tie in to what I'm talking about now, okay? So check that out if you can. Um, in Daniel chapter 6, verse 4, it says, Then the presidents and princes sought to find occasion against Daniel concerning the kingdom, but they could find none occasion nor fault, for as much as he was faithful, neither was there any error or fault found in him. Okay, so... They were trying to trip Daniel up. They put a law out that he couldn't pray to God. And uh, he did three times. Or I think it was three times. Um, and so... Oh, wait a minute. Hang on. I think that was before that happened. Um, before they put that law, that law out. Um, they were trying to trip up Daniel. And I am just going everywhere here. Let's just... Here we go. So they were trying to trip up Daniel to see if they could find any occasion in him. But they couldn't find anything wrong with him. Because <clears throat> he did everything that um, he was supposed to do. They couldn't find any fault within him. 
And then they tr- and then, then they put a law out that said that you couldn't he couldn't pray for three times, and they caught him. And so the punishment for that was he would have to go into the lion's den. Okay, but before that, they couldn't find any occasion in him. They didn't like him. So the people that didn't like him conspired against him to try to to basically tell him to beat it. And God spared him. <clears throat> and I mean by that is that they tried to trip him up. They found they, they they came up with some false accusations against him, and God spared him. Amen. So, um, let's see here. And if you think about it, Darius, he he had a love for Daniel. Okay? And uh, so he was a Gentile. And I believe he, he's in heaven. I think Darius believed. I really do believe he's in heaven. Um, <clears throat> but he... Um, but, you know, as a result of God delivering him from the lions... Darius rejoiced and was happy that Daniel was okay. Gave glory to God for uh, delivering him. And um, we ought to have our we ought to have an honest conversation. By now, conversation means by what you say and do, and how you live your life. Because how you live your life matters. You don't want to be going around um, saying that you're a Christian and you're as lost as a goose. In other words, don't pretend to be something that you're not. Be be genuine. Because if you're not, and you're not going to let your light... Okay, if you're not going to be genuine... That means you're not letting your light shine. And if you're not letting your light shine, you are not the solution, but the problem. See, and this is why I want you to go back to listen to that to that message. Because a lot of that deals with what I'm talking about tonight. Okay? Now, um, let's pick up in verse 13 and read through 17. It says, Submit yourselves to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake, whether it be to the king as supreme, or unto governors as unto them that are sent by him for the punishment of evildoers and for the praise of them that do well. For so is the will of God, that with well-doing ye may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men as free, and not using your liberty for a cloak of maliciousness, but as the servants of God. Honor all men, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the king. Okay? Now, a lot of people don't like that, because they'll say, well, well... 
Brandon, are you saying that, you know, if, if you know, if, if the government tells us that we need to get on the FEMA trucks, we need to get on there and go? Listen, let me make this very simple for you, okay? <clears throat> God ordained government. And the leaders, it doesn't matter if they're wicked or if they're good. God ordained them to be in those positions. Now, if the government puts out if the government puts out laws that are good laws, which means that they don't contradict God's laws, then you have to obey them. However, if a government makes laws <clears throat> excuse me if a if a government makes laws that are that's contrary to the Bible, then you ought to obey God rather than man in that instance. <coughs> okay? So, don't 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 get this thing that oh, we're supposed to follow the government wherever, you know. Okay, you know, don't don't get this thing that oh we gotta follow the government whatever they tell us otherwise we're gonna. Now, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, if there are laws that are, that contradict God's law, then you listen to God first. But if there are laws that are good that don't contradict God's law, then you have to obey them. It's like this: um, if the speed limit says 35, you ought to do 35. Okay, you have to obey the speed law. Now, if the government says you can't read a Bible or you can't praise or worship or anything like that, then um, you listen to God first. You listen to God first. Now, there are times for civil disobedience. Okay, there are times for that. And I believe that there will be times where we have to do that. But for the most part, if the government puts out laws that go with what the Bible says, then you need to obey them. Because then you're honoring those people and you're, you're honoring those people in power. And even the wicked ones you should pray for. You should pray for your leaders. Pray for pray for our politicians. They need to get saved. If we want to see if we want to see our nation change, it begins with prayer. Amen. <clears throat> it begins with prayer. Now, Romans chapter 13 verses 1 through 5 is a very not so good verse to a lot of people, but I want you to take what I just said and keep that in mind as I read these verses, okay? It says, let every soul be subject unto the higher powers, for there is no power but of God. The powers that are be, the powers that be are ordained of God. Whosoever therefore resisteth the power resisteth the ordinance of God. And they that resisteth shall receive to themselves damnation. For rulers are not a terror to good works, 
but to the evil. Wilt thou then not be afraid of the power? Do that which is good, and thou shalt have praise of the same. For he is the minister of God to thee for good. But if thou do that which is evil, be afraid. For he beareth not the sword in vain. For he is the minister of God, a revenger to execute wrath upon him that doeth evil. Wherefore you must needs be subject, not only for wrath, but also for conscience sake. So if you're doing, <clears throat> let's say you're traveling down the highway, and you're doing 80 on a 60. If a police officer pulls you over, you pull over, you put your keys, you pull over, you turn your car off, you roll down your window, you turn your car off, you put the keys on the dashboard, and when the police officer comes up to you and you know, it's either yes, sir, or yes, ma'am, or no, sir, or no, ma'am. You give them respect. Because God put those people in, the, in those positions for a reason. And by the way, they do bear the sword, and they don't bear it in vain. You need to respect our police officers. You know, that's the problem with our society nowadays. There's no respect for police officers anymore. Because people run their mouths at them, you know, and, you know, they say and do things to them that shouldn't be done. Yes, there are bad police officers out there, but there's always appropriate ways of handling that. But when you got a good police officer trying to do his job, you need to show him respect and honor. Because God put that, that, that person was placed by God and ordained of God. And if you resist him, you're resisting God. That's what the Bible says. And not many people like to hear that. First <coughs> Peter chapter 3 verses 16 through 17. Having a good conscience that whereas they speak evil of you, as of evildoers, they may be ashamed that falsely accuse your good conversation in Christ. For it is better if the will of God be so, that you suffer for well-doing than evil-doing. John chapter 8 verse 32. And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Romans chapter 6, verse 22. But now being made free from sin and become <clears throat> servants to God, ye have your fruit unto holiness and the end everlasting life. In Galatians 5.13, For brethren, ye have been called unto liberty. Only use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh, but by love serve one another. James chapter 1 verse 25. But whoso looketh on into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deeds. Proverbs twenty four twenty one, My son, fear thou the Lord and the king 
and meddle not with them that are given to change. <coughs> um, Matthew chapter 22, verses 20 to 21. And he saith unto them, Whoso is the image and superscription? They say unto him, Caesar's. Then saith he unto them, Render therefore unto Caesar the things which are Caesar's, and unto God the things that are God's. <clears throat> Excuse me. You, you know what that means? <clears throat> that means it is good to pay your taxes. Doesn't matter who is in charge, you still got to pay your taxes and pay your tithes. Pay your taxes, pay your tithes. That's what you do. This is good. Um, we. All right, Romans chapter 12, verse 9 through 10. Let love be without dissimulation. Abhor that which is evil, cleave to that which is good. Be kindly affectionate one to another with brotherly love and honor preferring one another. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 22. Seeing ye have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit unto unfeigned love of the brother brethren, See that you love one another with a pure and with a pure heart fervently. So we're told not just love, we're to love one another. We're to love our brothers and we're to love and we should have a heart for the lost. Amen. We want we should have we should have a heart for the lost. Cuz that's where our Lord's heart is at is with the lost. <clears throat> Amen. Now Picking up in verse 18. It says, Servants, be subject to your masters with all fear, not only to the good and gentle, but also to the forward. For this is thankworthy, if a man for conscience toward God endure grief, suffering wrongfully. For what glory is it if when you be buffeted for your faults, ye shall take it patiently? But if then... If when ye do well and suffer for it, ye take it patiently. This is acceptable with God. For even hereunto were ye, were ye called because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that ye should follow his footsteps. Who did no sin, neither was guile found in his mouth. Who, when he was when he was reviled, reviled not again. When he suffered, he threatened not, but committed himself to him that judgeth righteously. Who is own who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree, that we being dead to sins should live unto righteousness, by whose stripes ye were healed. 
listen at, by whose stripes ye were, were healed. That's past tense. That's not present tense. That's not even future tense. That's past tense. But when Christ was dying, when Christ was suffering through all the scourging, that can be applied future tense. So it could be both, it's both past tense and future tense. Amen. Now, let's see here. We're almost done. Ephesians chapter 6, verses 5 through 7. Servants, be obedient to them that are your masters according to the flesh, with fear and trembling and singleness of your heart is unto Christ, not with eye service as men pleasers, but as the servants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart, with good will doing service as to the Lord and not to men. That's talking about your employer. When you have a job, when you go to work and you work for your boss, when you work, you're not working for your boss, you're working for the Lord. So when you do when you do things at work, do all things unto Christ and for his glory. Don't do it just so that you can earn brownie points with your boss. Do it. You work hard and you do the things that you do for the glory of God. Amen. So that's what that verse is talking about is do is is working uh it's talking about uh what you do at work. Amen. Now, First <clears throat> Timothy chapter 6 verses 1 through 2. Let as many servants as are under the yoke count their own masters worthy of all honor, that the name of God and his doctrine be not blasphemed. And they that have believing masters let them dis- let them not despise them. So if you've got a boss that is a born-again Christian, treat them as a brother. Don't despise them. Treat your boss as a fellow brother in Christ. Amen. If your boss is a born-again Christian, you treat him as a brother. Don't despise them. Okay? And they that have believing Masters, let them not despise them because they are brethren, but rather do them service because they are faithful and beloved, partakers of the benefit these things teach and exhort. In First Peter chapter 4, verse 14 through 16, If ye be reproached for the name of Christ, happy are ye, for the spirit of glory for the spirit of glory and of God resteth upon you. On their part, he is evil spoken of, but on your part, he is glorified. But let none of you suffer as a murderer or as a thief or as an evildoer or as a busybody in other men's matters. Yet, if any man suffer as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, and but let him glorify God on this behalf. By the way, and I don't want to sound mean here, okay? But when it comes to being a busybody in other men's matters, don't be a busybody in other men's matters. Mind your business. Don't worry about others. 
You know, I've I've been let me give you an example real quick, okay? I've been seeing and hearing a lot of this um how people are really how all these vaccinated people are trying to get the unvax vaxxed. Okay? And the thing is Now, I I want to say something here, okay? Not everyone who is vaxxed is like this, okay? But there's a lot of people, there is a lot of people who are vaccinated who want to see others vaccinated, okay? A lot of these people who do that and think that they're good people and shaming the unvaxxed, vaccinated, they are busybodies getting into matters that they should butt out of. They're busybodies and other men's matters. <clears throat> Especially now, <clears throat> I think people just need to mind their business, go about their day, and not be and not be fearful. Mind your business. Other people's health is not your concern or business. Stay out of it. Just saying. The point I'm trying to get at is don't be a busybody in other people's matters. Okay? Don't be a busybody. Because a lot of time, it's none of your concern anyways. Um, Matthew... Uh, see here. Oops, did I? Hang on a second. I gotta go back up here. Um, okay. Matthew chapter 16, verse 24 through 26. Then say, then said Jesus unto his disciples. If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. And whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. For what is a man profited if he should gain the whole world and lose his soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? In Acts chapter 14 verse 22, it says confirming the souls of the disciples and exhorting them to continue in the faith. Okay, now let me ask, let me just say this here, okay? And that we must through much tribulation enter into the kingdom of God. So I know things are bad right now, but let me tell you something. All the things that we are going through, it will be all worth it. Because as a believer, it is through much tribulation and much trials that we must enter into the kingdom of God. So I want to exhort you to continue in the faith. Do not give up. Play, you know, trust the Lord that he's got your best interest in mind and at heart. Amen. And Jesus said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. He will always be with you. Even unto the end of the world. Amen.
So take comfort that no matter what you're going through, Christ is with you. Christ is with you. Amen. Now, <clears throat> Hebrews chapter 7, verse 26 to 27. For such an I and high priest became us who is holy, harmless, undefiled, separate from sinners, and made higher than the heavens, who needeth not daily as those high priests to offer up sacrifice first for his own sins, and then for the first for his own sins, and then for the people's. For this he did once when he offered up himself. Second Corinthians chapter five verse twenty one. It says, "For he hath made him to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him." In Isaiah fifty three nine, and he made his grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death, because he had done no violence, neither was any deceit in his mouth. Isaiah fifty three. Verses 6 to 8. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way. And the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before his shears is dumb, so he openeth not his mouth. He was taken from prison and from judgment, and who should declare his, his generation? For he was cut off out of the land of the living. For the transgression of my people was he stricken. Isaiah 53, 4-5 Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes we are healed with his stripes we are healed present tense amen present tense acts chapter 5 verses 30 to 31 the god of our fathers raised up jesus whom you slew and hanged on a tree him hath god exalted with his right hand to be a prince and a savior for to give for to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. And we're almost done. <clears throat> We've got one more verse and then we'll wrap up with a few more verses. For ye were as sheep going astray, but are now returned on the shep unto the shepherd and bishop of your souls. Jesus Christ is that bishop of your soul. He is your shepherd. Amen. He is that chief shepherd that we are waiting to appear in the clouds one of these days. Psalm 23, 1-3. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And John chapter 10, verses 11 through 16. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. But he that is an hireling, and not the shepherd whose, 
who's on the sheep, who's on the sheep are not. Seeth the wolf coming, and leaveth the sheep, and fleeth, and the wolf catcheth them, and scattereth the sheep. The hireling fleeth, because he is an hireling, and careth not for the sheep. I am the good shepherd, and know my sheep, and an and am known of mine, as the Father knoweth me, even so know I the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep, and other sheep I have which are not of this fold, them also I must bring, and they shall hear my voice. And there shall be one fold and one shepherd. Last but not least, Ezekiel chapter 34, verses 5 through 6. And they were scattered because there was no shepherd, and they became meat to all the beasts of the field. When they were scattered, my sheep wandered through all the mountains and upon every high hill. Yea, my flock were scattered upon all the face of the earth, and none did search or seek after them. You know, <clears throat> when you've got a hireling, <coughs> hirelings hirelings don't care about the flock. They don't. Joel Osteen's a hireling. Um, you have Kenneth Copeland, Kenneth E. Hagen. He, I think he passed on, but Kenneth E. Hagen's a wolf in sheep's clothing. Uh, Joyce Myers is a wolf in sheep's clothing. Paula White is a wolf in sheep's clothing and a Jezebel. All these megachurch preachers that are fleecing their flock for money, they are hirelings. But Jesus Christ is that true shepherd and bishop of your soul that he cares for very much. Amen. So that is it for tonight. And uh, next time we will get into chapter 3 of 1 Peter. And uh, I think 1 Peter only has five chapters, which uh, we're actually kind of starting to, we're kind of almost at that, uh, after 3, we will be at that halfway point. So um, next week we will be doing, uh, uh, we will be doing chapter 3. So you pray for me on that. A um, couple quick announcements on Friday uh, that we will have our Friday night fellowship. And um, so be, be on the lookout for that. And uh, we will have fun and relax and chill out for a while. Um, Sunday, if the Lord wills, I'm going to deal with the question of can you lose your salvation? And uh, we'll go through the Bible and go through some scripture on that. And uh, so you pray for me on that, unless the Lord has something else he has planned uh, for me to do. Um, other than that, I think that's going to be it. Uh, please do pray for me um, and uh, pray for my ministry, pray for my videos. We appreciate all the prayers and the encouragement. Amen. So you pray for me on that. Um, but other than that, that's going to be it for tonight. Um Listen, guys, I love you. I hope this is a blessing to you. We went through a lot of verses tonight, so I hope you guys got something out of this. Um, hopefully that it'll be a blessing to you, all right? Uh, so with that said, this is Brother Brandon. I'm signing off for the evening. God bless you guys. I love you. 
And uh, we'll see you all on Friday. God bless you guys. See ya. Bye.